Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we only go out for beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Woman in the Window by E.J. Finn, and starting with a beer from Finback called Visible Spectrum, an IPA with mango. On the bottom it says, Roy G. Biv, because of rainbow stuff. Really do get the mango in that taste. This is a single IPA, not a double IPA, which is a lot of what Finback makes. This one's only like six and a half percent or something. Nice. It's not nice bad. One. It's nice. To be perfectly honest with you, listener, by the time you're hearing this, there's no way they have any of this left. But it's really... They might like bring the, it back. They may bring it back. That's the cool thing about Finback and places like that. As always, I enjoy with good company. It says on the back. That's why I drank with you guys. So the book was a big... Seller, I think. I think it was a successful book. It's a, a bestseller, one hundred percent. I think. Oh, that term is very vague. I feel like everything's a bestseller. This book is sort of so after the success of Gone Girl, Gone Girl this is and, very much and based Girl off on the, the success Train of those books and Girl on the Train, which were more like psychological thrillers rather than you know other kinds of thrillers, like lady guys. thriller, lady thrillers. <laughs> mm, I'm a lady thriller. That's <laughs> what they call me. It's my rap name. Lady Thriller. That's lady actually thriller. kind of a good name. <laughs> Trademark. Uh, so yeah, after these, those, who, that, I mean, I'm publishers, and this guy happens to be a publisher, um, says, like, well, I'm going to write one of those too. That's a psychological thriller, and that's what this turned into. And it was successful. My wife read it a year or well, I don't know when the hell. Yeah, about a year ago. A hot minute ago. And she was, she was it wasn't good. <laughs> she, she didn't like it. And I was like, great, we're going to do it for the book club. She's like, yeah, I don't know if you, uh, I was like, we're going to shit on it. She's like, oh, that's fine then. Um, like a Cleveland steamer. Yeah. Yes. Without remorse. So it's, um, Jesus. Well, you don't do it with regret. You're like, oh, I really wish I didn't do that. So uh, it I, is. I kind of wish you didn't. If, <laughs> that's why I don't ask you to hold the camera anymore, Jimmy. But anyway, it was a um, big seller. It's turned into a movie that was delayed by like a year of release. Because I realized the story was stupid as a bag of ass. Yeah. People watch like, Wait, what just happened? That was dog shit. And oh, they, it ended in a complete non sequitur? Sure. And they, let's go film some extra shit and try to make sense out of this because, you know. Let's add some plot. We had some big names attached to this project. Gary Oldman, AD, Amy Every Adams. redhead in the biz. <laughs> Though I did notice they made the change of making, uh, I mean, you know, not that this matters one way or the other, but it was never. Julianne Moore, yeah. That was Julianne Moore. But they never made it clear in the book that her husband was, you know, a black dude. And they I changed mean, that for the movie. They didn't say yeah, either uh-huh. way. But, uh, yeah, let's make it like a little more socially, uh, you know. They had to add a black character because everybody else is white as fuck. And they're rich. Like, they're white detectives. like so white. Oh, except for like... So the, white because they're redheads. That's the whitest yeah. you can get. The, the, uh, the, the female, like, Puerto Rican detective who's in my head was Rosie Perez the whole time. It's like, what do you mean you didn't see nothing? Like, that's the whole, like, every time I thought she was, like, kind of, like, kind of trashy. The mean detective, not mean, the other detective. Yeah, the mean one. And the other guy was black. The detective was black, not actually. Detective Little, who was? Who was the big, big John guy? Biggest. Yeah. Biggest man. Yeah. Like, Little John. <laughs> so, um, anyway, let's, well, we just gave away a lot of nothing, really. But anyway, the bookstore, the, 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 the words. The book story. The book story words follow the. All t- the words are about a story in a book. They tell the tale of Anna Fox. Who is not a porn actress, despite her name, and <laughs> she, she does. She, she's a shut-in, a recluse in her Upper West is it Upper West Side, 
A um, townhouse, somewhere in Manhattan. It's a yeah. fictional part of New York where there are parks in between uh, opposite sides of the street, so it doesn't really exist. <laughs> You're right. And that comes up later when we'll talk about the author. Well, if you did that in, like, Gramercy, there's that little park there, or... Uh, but it takes place not in Gramercy. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe it's, yeah, he made shit. Maybe it's, maybe it's like, maybe when they say park, they mean, uh, like, one of those little there's atrium like, things. Just like a little bench with yeah. a tree in yeah. the middle of the road. And a bum on it, yeah. So this this will come up later when we talk about the author. Yeah, that's fine. So she lives in a ritzy part of Manhattan, which is all of it basically. She lives in a, in a fancy brownstone. Yeah, multi million dollar brownstone by herself, and is so a recluse. She's a psychologist. That's what she does. She's a child psychologist. She psychs, but she somehow is crazy because okay, it's there unclear. are reasons why she's kind of she's kind of crazy, but she is clear from the very beginning that she is agoraphobic which means you are you literally have panic attacks yeah. panic attacks <laughs> whenever very, you hear about it's Al Gore. A very inconvenient truth hang all of your chats <laughs> which is actually the word for being afraid of going outside your house like you know yeah. just horrible panic attacks just from <laughs> 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 horrible panic <laughs> attacks whenever you go outside your front door so have to you, stay you in. hate inventing the internet so you <laughs> Or you hate losing recounts. <laughs> oh, that's uh, the worst. Your super nerd thing. The agora part of that comes from the ancient Greeks, which was a meeting place in the every in every Athens, uh, yeah. polis was the agora was the meeting place where you'd go there and because pick Al a Gore lost the polls. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, he didn't get the Polish vote? All right. Anyway, so you were saying he's, she's agoraphobic. Sorry, and it's heavily alluded to that something happened. But we don't know what. Yeah, yeah we, you, you kind of... You but if you can't figure it out, later. you are a fucking mouth breather. And this I book's for you. <laughs> you didn't figure it out? Not till that they were dead. You oh, man, didn't know I, that, dude? I knew, I knew they were dead from page two. Really? I, like, this is, I, I was going to ask you guys. Okay, so here's the thing. I saw every single twist coming in this book, but probably because I said, you know, this came out after Gone Girl, I bet there's a big twist somewhere. Hmm. So I did, everything I that happened, not, I was like, I bet this is a twist. I did not know who the killer was. But you could 100% tell if they were dead the whole time. That part, I, uh, the killer, I suspected there's something fishy about that kid. Well, there's only three other characters. Oh, we'll get back to that. All right. <laughs> so anyway. Let's she... explain to Nate. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I need help sometimes. Um, if you need to breathe through your mouth, you're away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Editing is hard. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh... <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, anyway, she stays inside, and because she can't go out, she has this very high-powered camera, and she just uses it to look at people through her windows to look at everyone across the street. She's spying on the other people in the houses across the park street kind of thing. It's like a voyeur. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, and this is very much an homage to the Hitchcock movie Rear Window, of which the main character, Anna, she's, like, obsessed with these old... Hitchcock-style detective movies. Yeah, she's watching on DVD because it's 2015 when the book came out. Mm -hmm. She's watching the DVDs of old Rear Window and Gaslight, which are the two important ones, really. There's been a bunch of versions of this plot line throughout movies and books. Yeah, and this guy might have copied all of them. But they, um, she watches these classic films and drinks just like 11 bottles of wine a day. A lot. Her drinking, you know the song uh, Cheesecake Truck by King yeah. Missile? You know yeah. that song? That is a, that's a deep cut, but I understand exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's a, a very accurate. It's exactly how she drinks. <laughs> cheesecake. You know King Missile? You got a detachable penis? 
You know what no. I'm talking? I'm not making. I'm not all making of their, these up. All of their songs are uh, spoken word poetry with a backing band. It's very weird but shit. Like nonsensical bullshit poetry. So he has a song called Cheesecake Truck, where he's like, "Hey, I got. I wanted to get a job on the cheesecake truck because I figured at the end of the day I could drive. Like when I got home, I could eat the extra cheesecakes. So I got my first day hired me, and the first day I started driving and I had to pull over to eat a cheesecake, and then <laughs> I also put one cheesecake on the side for lunch and one on the side for my friend Farm Boy. Then I delivered the first cheesecake and decided I should reward myself with a cheesecake. And he just eats all the cheesecakes on the truck and abandons the truck by the end of the day. Like, that's the song. That's, how, that's how much wine she drinks. Every time <laughs> she's drinking, wine, she's yeah. like, I poured myself a bottle of Merlot and I said, you know what? I better pour a second one just for the walk over to the seat where I'm going to drink that bottle of Merlot. Yeah. Plus, mixing it with like just a fistful of Xanax. Yeah. That <laughs> Which she, is the one thing to say, hey, 100% don't drink while taking these. And she has her own um, shrink, and she's just actively lying to that guy. Like, are you drinking while taking these? Nope. No. I trust you. Yeah. No, I'm, re- I'm really doing well. I just watched... Uh, just I haven't left my house in you know, almost a year, but I'm fine. <laughs> so then I had a cheesecake. All right. So, <laughs> so she's just hammer drunk all yeah. the time. On, I, Merlot, that must be a terrible hangover, man. Not Merlot, you keep drinking. The Merlot <laughs> Xanax hangover has to be really wicked. Well, that's the... Uh, Fuck, I can't remember what it was, but it's like you can't get you can't get hung over if you stop drinking. If you don't stop drinking, is the like sentiment a, like a Bloodhound Gang song or something? Uh, it's from it's something from Beerfest, so it's not quality of yeah. poetry. So she's just fucking sloshed on on Merlot that she's having oh, delivered by the by the, the truckload. She gets yeah. cases of wine, like she's a distributor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I sell these from my home. Don't look at me. <laughs> this will keep up with Amy Adams's. Uh, Run of playing in sharp, sharp alco- objects. Sharp yeah. objects playing alcoholics in um, dumb thrillers. In sort of detectives. Yeah. 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 Well, the Sharp Objects is another one that definitely is in the same vein as this yeah. book. The same Jillian Flynn kind of thing. Yeah. That is to say, garbage. So, um, plot wise, what happens? Well, all right. So, not much. And so, first, what happened? This is kind of like the premise of the books. So, first, uh, a new family moves in across the street. They're named the Russells. And she's and spying. She thinks, yeah, she's spying on she's them. She's creeping. So she's been looking at them. And then at one point, the Russell's son comes over. And his name is Ethan. Ethan. And he seems like a very nice boy. Notice I said it seems like. And they then, say that in the book about a hundred times. Yeah. And then the son is just so nice. Now, that I totally saw coming. She was a child psychologist. That's what she did. She mm-hmm. dealt with traumatized, disturbed, she's molested, abused and, she's children. She's and drunk to know what's up. But she's looking at... She's, he just seems like a great kid. Glug, 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 glug. See, that's what gave it away for me. But anyway... She said it constantly. 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 So, oh, it couldn't be Ethan because Ethan just seems like a great kid. Even it was though he's very, only one of the three characters. It was as heavy-handed as her pours of wine for herself. She poured a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... It only counts as one wine. It's only one drink. <laughs> only one drink, yeah. Uh one serving. <laughs> one serving Fuck if you'd never stop. <laughs> anyway, then a couple, a night or two later, Anna tries to go outside and has a panic attack and like falls down. And then this very kindly, nice woman brings her back inside and she, rescues her. She, she tries to go outside because kids are egging her house. Because oh, that yeah. happens on the upper west side of Manhattan. Yes. Not even a little bit. No, not even a little bit at all. Hey, they're organic, locally farmed eggs. They're quail eggs. <laughs> But no, they don't. They don't do that. Those children are inside. That costs three dollars each. They're throwing, <laughs> they're throwing those eggs at their au pair. So she goes outside and like 
tries to go outside to tell the kids to stop egging her house, and she gets hit by one. And then she has a panic but attack. But also, like, and basically, if she never out. goes outside, who cares what the, if this covered in eggs? Fair point. It's still your house, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As a not, homeowner, it's not the least believable thing in the book. <laughs> True. That's fair. <laughs> but it was dumb. So, um, a lady helps her. A lady helps her in. It's like, oh, Ooh, a lady. <laughs> That does not happen. <laughs> it's not that kind of book. It's hinted. very, very they didn't <laughs> say it did. <laughs> they didn't happen. Uh, she was pretty drunk. <laughs> brings her in. It's like, hi, I'm Mrs. Russell. I'm and she says, Jane I'm, Russell. She says, I'm Ethan's mom. Oh, right. Yes. I'm Ethan's mom. She's like, oh, you're you're the Russ Jane Russell because she's a fucking oh, you're Mrs. Russell crazy uh-huh. stalker woman. She like Googles everybody and you yeah. know, and, and nobody has privacy settings on their Facebook or LinkedIn or something. And she finds everything. She goes, oh, you're Jane Russell? And she goes, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, I am. And she goes, oh, I'm um, fucking hammered. That sounds right to me. Yeah. And so anyway, they kind of like have an evening of playing chess, watching movies, or watching a movie. It's and the then way. she plays an exceptional amount of online chess. She, yes. has, a, she has a person to play chess with. It's the weirdest girls' night ever. They don't talk about boys much at all. But they none. At one, at one point, she let me. I have she to talks about her boy. I have to draw you on a napkin. Like it, it, yeah, absurd. Draws like, bitches have any paper at home. Draws. So anyway, she draws a like like little sketch of yeah who she thinks Anna. is Mrs. Russell. No, Anna draws. Anna draws. No, yeah, yeah, Russell. Anna Russell draw- draws the sketch of Anna. Oh yeah, and right, She yeah, signs yeah, yeah, yeah. it. She signs Jane Russell. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Uh, she's like that was nice. It's nice to have a friend. Nice to have a friend. The next day. Something like Pretty that, much the next day. The next, next day, day or two. Oh, you by gotta, the way, you gotta burn him out. Anna has rented out like the bottom basement of her house, this like giant like townhouse that they live in, just because she needs some extra money and she needs somebody around because the house. Her, to help her, her husband out. and daughter have left her. Yeah, according mm. to her words, she's like, oh, we're separated. They don't live here. My daughter's with my husband somewhere mm-hmm. else. And yep. The, and she uh, hears from them. They the call. innuendo is so thick uh, that it would split you in half. It's pretty clear Apparently they're dead. <laughs> it's pretty. I, I was like, they're not alive. There's something weird about this because she never talks to them when there's anyone else around. Not that there's people around often, but she, she talks just, to his ghost constantly. Yeah, she's. Con- it just. It just. It just. There's just in too many other movies that did. There's this. too many shitty thrillers you know, that had like, oh, they're dead at the end. Like, oh, yeah. here's a goddamn deep cut. It's like the beginning of Frank, where. She's mm. talking to him. That's and a pretty it deep is. cut. That's a deep. That's the deepest cut we've ever gone. At You're least welcome, from Frank, you know from the beginning that it's just a ghost. Yeah, yeah. At this point, it's like it's a big twist, but it's not. Yeah, but it's it's that like, they're like, oh, they're not. This is strange. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what I happened. Wonder. I wonder where they live. It must be like in somewhere else, <laughs> town <village>. beyond <laughs> the great beyond. So we should have another beer. Tell us about this it. This is called Aqua Dementia. Oh, yeah. From Finback. I feel like we've, we've mentioned Finback once or twice before. This is a double India pale ale, uh, brute, dry hopped with, with Cryo Simcoe, Mosaic, and Sintra. No, it's not brute. It is brewed in collaboration with Tuul. Um, and it says, Fear the Leviathan underneath, which is the name for my penis. So <laughs> it's, uh, it sounds pretty good. The, the penis name is Full Fear the Leviathan. Yeah, uh, yes. So what do you think of the beer? It's monstrous. No, uh, it's very nice. <laughs> this is it's very from nice. the deep. This is very nice. Yeah, this is a very good IPA. I, I you know at this point it's almost it's almost like a beer orange juice again. Yeah, 
It's sweeter than the average IPA. With, at this point, I'm very spoiled with Finback. I expect them all to be great because they usually are. And I usually buy them like the week they come out. So they're buy the fucking Baker's peak dozen. fresh. Yeah. Buy the keg if I can. It, it's rare when there's a Finback beer that I'm like, yeah, that wasn't great. But you know what would be great? Becoming a patron on Patreon. If you like the show, please consider going over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub and just buying us a beer. And if you do, you can vote once a month on what book you would like us to do. Also, get early access and special bonus content just for patrons. Anyway, moving on with the plot. <laughs> so uh, it's really the next day or like the next Jane evening. Leaves. You know, Jane leaves, and but uh, uh, what's her name? Anna is back to her, like spying on people across the street. Her. Which doesn't really come back again. She doesn't do that anymore after well, this. I mean, but anyway, no, she doesn't. Uh, there's anymore. not much actually happening on the street. So she's like spying on the people across the street, and she's looking in the window, and she sees Jane. And, well, she sees Jane, and she sees Alistair Russell, and then she sees Jane get stabbed, like in the chest. Yeah. Well, she doesn't see the stabbing, but she sees, she sees her come into the out of like a room into the room she could view into, and her shirt is filling with blood and there's a fucking knife in her chest yeah so you don't actually see the stabbing part that's important and then and then jane is like the jane is like from across the across the thing like help me or something like that she she, kind of like says it to the window she knows that i forget how she knows anna watches because because she saw the camera that's why she she came over the first place she saw she either saw the camera in the window or then when she came over she saw the camera sitting next to the window it was like well yeah, That's something like that. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So she knows, and she's helped me, and she falls, and then the blinds get violently, you know, closed or something dramatic. Yeah. And then she's, I'm going to go out there. And, and No, well, first, does it first she call the police? She calls 911 as she, she's yeah, walking she, over Yeah, she them. calls 911, and the, when I'm on, and the, anyway. And she tries this, to go across the street, but she just passes the, out in the park. But Anna has been both drinking very heavily and has been on no, pills. We're not judging. <laughs> and is and, and taking, taking all their pills. And she tries to go across the street to help her, tries but to like, you know, bring an umbrella because that makes her feel like she's inside somehow. Anyway, that was the in, thing in, she would do in her little yeah. atrium, in her little garden of her $15 million brown house, yeah. brown, brownstone that she goes and takes a step into the, with her, with her pink umbrella or something stupid that anyway, her shitty psychologist says to do. Anna like tries to get across to help her, but just can't do it. And she just has just panics and basically passes out right there in the middle of the park. But she calls 911 and says, I saw my neighbor get stabbed. Yeah. I, I, I think it was her husband. I, I don't really know. I think it was her husband who stabbed her. She's the only people that live there. So he's, she is. Well, yeah, the husband, the wife. And, and she the knows son. that the... the, the he's, he's a good boy, that has, son. Has the husband come over and talk to her and like harass her at this point? I don't he remember. did. He did once. He, he came over. Like, uh, maybe uh, don't be a, such a fucking bitch, Anna. No, the first time uh. he came, even before he gets to that level of dick, the first time he came over was way inappropriate as well, though. He comes over to her house and she's met the son. She met who she believes is the wife. And he says, oh, yeah. have you had any visitors today? That's not your fucking business, dude. Uh, like, right, this yes, woman's yes, a New Yorker. Right. She can't talk like that to people. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, like I they're s- from Boston. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like, <laughs> I, 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 New Yorkers I, would I'm, be like, fuck you, get out of my who house. Who the fuck, get out of here, you fucking cunt mother. Like, <laughs> I'm like somebody's going to say, come to my house and say, hey, did you have any visitors? Say, yeah, you, you piece of shit, and get out of here. Like, she yeah. couldn't say anything 
And I was, I thought that was like very well, polite. She was probably also, she's probably, <laughs> she's probably also smashed. So she is she's totally sloshed, but she's like, I know what I saw. Yeah, it was a murder. So anyway, then she, so she <laughs> passes out and she wakes up in the hospital. Where's my umbrella? Yeah, and there's a cop there, right? Yeah, she wakes up in the, and then, well, first she's like still kind of sedated for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. She, but anyway, she wakes up and then there is a cop there to ask her like. What's happening? Apparently, so she finds out that the, that the ambulance picked her up instead of going across the street to the Russell house to see what was going on. They saw her lying in the street. So, oh, I got to pick her up instead. This must be the lady that got stabbed. <laughs> yeah. So stabbed with fear. But also they knock on the door of that apartment and they're mm-hmm. like, no one got murdered here. Yeah. Wrong house. We checked. Yeah. Even the closets. And then she, they... But she doesn't know this right away because the de- detective Little, who is Little John, the detective, he, well, I don't mean Little John the rapper, meant like Robin Hood Little John because he's misnamed. He ta- he's asking her questions and he's very polite and very calm and uh, understanding. And he's like, so what did you see? Uh, are you sure about this? Or did you really think that? Blah, blah, blah. And he gets back and I was like, so here's the thing. Dad, no one got stabbed there. That didn't happen. You're a crazy lady. You have yeah. aqua dementia. There and that's go. where this beer comes in. <laughs> so his partner is very much says it in a rude way, but but uh, yeah, she's she's the bad cop for sure. He's the, the good, good cop the good says cop. it in a nice way. It's like, listen, lady, I'm sure you believe you saw what you saw, but it just didn't happen. I'm sorry, you, it just didn't happen. After sorry. I spoke to your doctor, who violated every uh, patient client. Uh, doctor, client, uh, patient, whatever, confidentiality law, and told me the full details of your story. Yeah. I know that you're crazy, and it's okay. That's, that was actually one of the most unbelievable things, besides that she's fabulously wealthy enough to live in this apartment without working and stuff. But the, the, the doctor is just like, oh, what happened? She fell asleep in the street? Let me tell you all about her life. <laughs> and the treatment we've been doing and the medication she's on, because, you know, I, I worry. That's not how it works. Nope. 100%. That's 100% HIPAA, illegal. HIPAA laws, HIPAA is what's right. Yep. HIPAA, that yeah. is extremely restrictive. Well, it, okay, even before HIPAA, it was also a law because HIPAA is from the 2000s, I think. So HIPAA's, it was still. HIPAA predates this book, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. HIPAA, HIPAA predates this book. But even before they confidentiality laws were strengthened under HIPAA, you still, the doctor still couldn't just go and say anything. It's, every law in an episode was like, I can't talk to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. single one. I was like, all right, we'll come back with a subpoena. Like, all right, do it, man. I can't talk to you. I'm legally not allowed to. And they're like, I understand. That's it. And then, the, but while the doctor was saying this to them, he was busy doing other things as if this wasn't an important conversation. <laughs> you ever notice that on, on yeah. Law and Order? Yeah. They, they're like, oh. always, always still carrying boxes on the cargo line. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I saw him like two days ago. Oh, yeah. yeah like, like, the working. guy in the grease monkey suit, he's still. Like wiping oil off of a wrench. Yeah, yeah. What do you say about it? I don't know. I got to get right back to this uh, this engine here. But uh, yeah, I'd say he was about five eight and a half and one hundred and sixty two pounds. But I haven't seen him since Thursday. Anyway, would you pass that uh, crescent wrench to me, please? Like as if they can't pause to talk to the do- talk to the fucking detectives. Like, hey, this guy you know was murdered and uh, anally raped by a hundred people because it's SVU in my mind. <laughs> That's uh, fucking you. I got to replace his muffler. <laughs> Dude, I can't seem to find those lug nuts. <laughs> that's that's how it works. So I, I Which imagine, nuts? Uh, those nuts. Okay. <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> the shrink is, 
Yeah, so uh, I can, I'm going to tell you every single thing about this patient. In fact, I'm going to give you a flash drive of all our records. He just he gives it up. It was really kind of stupid. Actually. Also, one thing we skipped over is the fact that she is a shrink. We just getting over that part, but she She's spends, a her, she spends shrink. her days on internet forums helping people with agoraphobia to like do their therapy and like talk to them about their agoraphobia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's called a just in my space. Yes. <laughs> or I can't face it book. <laughs> No friendster. Zanga inside. <laughs> Which leads me to like... Hold on. The thing. Me, Wait, okay. I, I had one of the observations okay. about that shitty website. They all have clever usernames. It reminded me of Fifty Shades of Grey with their fucking stupid emails. Yeah, it's like, never like... It's never like Brian1248J9 because <laughs> every Brian's... It's Sally Fourth. And oh, yeah. they all have fucking Her, her name is uh, The Doctor Is In. Yeah. It, it, the, it's so corny. Side her house. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one thing that like struck me about reading this is, even though like for a, either a doctor or a psychologist, don't they mostly can't they mostly treat themselves? Do doctors You're not supposed to? I okay, think it's unethical. But shrinks, here's the thing: shrinks have their own shrinks. So, I mean, yes, but you would think like even telephone. as a shrink, well, it's, it's like people can take their own advice. So, so you would think someone who is kind of an expert on this kind of thing oh, would she's a know, shitty doctor. would know what to do. She would already know what to do. And even though, yes, it's nice to talk to somebody else instead, and that's all important too, and I'm sure psychologists really do do this, and psychologists themselves have, have mental health issues that they have to talk to people about. But can't you like be a little bit smarter about it well, you than, know, than drinking heavily with she, the Xanax? She also has yeah. these... Um, you should know. Recurring dreams? She has these recurring dreams. She does. I agree. Yes. I, 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 on the surface level, it does she have like 32 of them? She at has least. at least fucking a thousand of them. I don't know, man. But I, I think in reality, I, I think from our perspective of knowing fuck all about, you know, whatever, uh, psychology, it seems like, hey, can't you cure yourself? But that's, you know, pe- I mean, people, yeah. people can't always take the advice they give. I, I think that's true, yeah. And she. She's also very aware of how to manipulate the doctor to get yeah. what she wants mm-hmm. out of it. She also, I mean, it's just a matter of she knows what she should do, but you know, it's one thing to tell someone the objective things they're supposed to do to make themselves better. But if your brain is broken and you are an alcoholic and a pill addict and you are crippling depressed, you know, you know what you're supposed to do, but it doesn't mean you can physically or mentally do it. Hey, listen, right. at my gym, I fucking hate that I go to a gym now. It fucking blows. Oh, there are bitch. personal trainers that are in shitty shape. Hmm. Like, they're going really? around. Yeah, they're like, they're, I mean, there's like one trainer who's like a bodybuilder, but the rest of them just look like regular people. One guy has a fucking gut. So maybe, I'm like, dude, why would I? I'm going to hang out with you. Powerlifters <laughs> tend to have uh, big guts. You know what? I've watched that guy. He's, he sucks. He oh, sucks. Well, ass. He's just a he, bad personal trainer. He's a, he's a shitty powerlifter. Okay. He's a shitty powerlifter. Um, but. Anyone, if I, a listen, power listen, here's here's the deal. Like, I don't want to demean the fine art of personal training, but like for a lot of different things, you can learn how to do that thing, but and know how to know what you're supposed to do. But that doesn't mean you're actually going to do it. I mean, it's like everyday people. It's like you know, you know what you're supposed to do, and you know what you do. Yeah, like I know we shouldn't do this. <laughs> 
and I know I should without getting paid I for it. Need sponsors, a ton of pizza and like just all that shit. Just but you mean do it, drink beer all day and just, and eat pizza. Yeah, yeah. we mm-hmm. read books. We're doing better than other people. That's yeah. called <laughs> rationalizing. <laughs> yeah, it's a hundred percent called yeah. rationalizing. But you know, people do all kinds of shit that's not good for them, and they actively know that you're not supposed to do this, and you know it's wrong, but you do it because it's easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So would right. you rather like work on your mental well-being, or would you rather drink two bottles of wine in an hour? I don't think I could make it. But uh, anyway, Sorry, this I is hear you opening that second bottle of wine. Recurring dream by Folks Beer. It's the German, the people's beer. It's from Brooklyn, I believe. Brookline, Brookline, not Brookline, Massachusetts. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Okay, <laughs> uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. It's a American IPA, six point seven percent. It says recurring dream is number thirty-two. I don't really know what that means. I think they literally have thirty-two of these. And do they change it every time? I have no idea. Now, is it a different American IPA? Is it a different just sort of rando beer? There's, there's nothing on no here. There's a very lengthy thing from the government that I never read on beer bottles. I've never don't read it, it even Don't once. drink if you're pregnant and, you know, don't smoke and don't get full This This could cause your baby to be, you know, microcephalied or something and you will crash your car. But, you know, also drink up. It's, health it's, problems. Nice. It's, it's pretty nice. It's got a bit of a bitter outer flavor, but the rest of it's pretty pretty decent. Well, it's an American IPA. It's not the New England kind of thing. I don't know we, what an American IPA is. That's so. just what IPA was. Just, just what IPA was before New England IPAs were a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, before IPA splintered into all these other variations. It used mm. to just be like, there was, IP, there was IPA, then there was American IPA and English IPA. Yeah. And then there was double IPA, which is basically just American IPA, but more, because, you know, Fuck England, we're doing it better. And then all of a sudden, now there's you got a brewed IPA, your sour IPA, your New England IPA, your cloudy IPA, like your lactose, your milkshake of metal. Yes, so they're all this thing, but they're slightly different. Yes, yeah, so this is like the doom metal. No, <laughs> I don't. This is power metal. Uh, this is uh, ne- German power metal. neoclassical metal. Okay, or Finnish black metal. Those are opposites. Yeah, neoclassical is like Ingve Malmsteen and. Uh, Finished black metal is just that one. For that's that's it. That's basically <laughs> that's it. every song. That uh, really boils it down to uh, yeah. Those four seconds is exactly what black metal is. It's, it's just hot hot garbage. You can disagree with us, but uh, fuck you, you're wrong. Yeah, I don't think we have any listeners in Finland. Actually, I think that's not true. But uh, <laughs> and they probably speak better English one. than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a fine IPA. Um, this is, I guess, this is their. Uh, if I had to guess from the art and the thing, I, they, they do some sort of experimental stuff. It's probably just like a different kind of thing. Uh, however often they do it, it's fine. I, we should go try to go check out Folk Spear one day. and We can just do folk tales. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's Paul also, Bunyan. Yes. The reason why we did recurring dreams is because she keeps having this recurring dream of talking to her husband and her daughter. So she doesn't know it's a dream, though. We don't know it's a dream right, either. Exactly. We think it's her having a phone call. Yeah. With her husband, I thought it was like a uh, like a where you imagine imagine them talking. I I understand that in the book you're not supposed to know that they're dead, but I, I figured it was like a thing where you imagine them there and then talking uh, talking. No, it it's out. it's sort of implied that she's talking on the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, you always get the sense that there's always a phone nearby or a phone rings or there's always a phone thing. Or I, thought she, I thought she was like seeing him. This is one of the better writing elements of the book, at least, to hide this a little bit. That you, oh, could you like be on the phone? It's like leaving an elephant under the rug. Like, I can't see it, so it must not be there. 
At least he made the attempt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she gets the, she talks she talks to the husband. She talks to the daughter at one point or so or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, or after Halloween, I think she talks to the daughter about how much candy she ate or something stupid. And none, I'm dead. <laughs> shit. He and doesn't th- say that out loud. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't say all that. But then eventually, so before we get to the big reveal, though, like uh, Anna is. She's convinced that she, she has some, seen Alistair murder his mu- the wife. But yeah. then there's a different woman who is oh, yeah. Alistair's wife. And she's like, I can't fucking explain that. And she tries to confront her in a coffee shop. And she actually makes it outside. And then she makes it back home with the help of the neighboring Asian boy. Who's very good at the cello. Who's very handsome. Well, he's half Asian. Yeah. And he's, he's unbelievably handsome and good at the cello. That's right. So the next day... The next day, Alistair and Jane Russell, they, they come over to the house when the police tell her, it didn't happen, you're imagining it. She keeps telling the police that he definitely murdered her, and they all confront, confront her like, this is my wife. Yeah, this is she's her. She's clearly not dead. And he's, she's like, she's like that's no, not her. I know that's what I saw. an entirely different person. And it's a totally different person. It's not like the same person she saw. It's a wildly different human being. It's not Julianne Moore. Is it Julianne? In the, in the, in the it movie, is? it's Julianne Moore. Is the... I mean, I think so. She's listed as Jane Russell on IMDb. But there's, there's two Jane Russells, you know, sort of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know which oh, one. I, don't, I guess I don't know which one she is. Yeah. yeah. I don't care either. I don't really give a fuck at all. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. And so um, they tell her, um, you know, it goes back and forth a bunch you of different... You know what? There is literally no one listed in the Wikipedia page right now for the cast for the other It's one. probably because they don't want to give it away. Yeah, exactly. Because they can't have... Jane, you know, Russell, Jane Russell, number one, Jane and Russell then other Jane, the, the fake Jane Russell played by blah blah blah. She just seems so much more personable. It's than literally, not even get. listed here. They might not have announced it. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, it would give it would give away the point if there's two Jane Russells. So, if you're also in the business of checking IMDb before you go see a thriller for spoilers I, by I, looking I, at the casting, I you checked, really need a hobby. I checked uh, just so I could have a picture of them in my head when I read the book. I like to do that sometimes if I know they're making a movie. And just like, oh, just so I can say, oh, this is this person, this is this person. Oh, I just kind of accepted it for what it was. Because in the book, it got the impression that it was not someone nearly as attractive as Amy Adams playing Anna Fox. It was like kind of like a mess of a woman. She plays a good uh, drunken mess, though. Yeah, but a hot drunken mess. Amy Adams is very hot. She's like 44, too. Like, oh, man. But in this, she's supposed to be like a young, hot, drunk mess. She's not young. Which is why she bangs uh, the border at some point because she's bored. She <laughs> boards him, and he bores her. Same David, is that what it was? Yeah, the guy, mm-hmm. the tenant. He's a yeah. use, he's a useless plot device. Yeah, he's a, the guy that rents the basement who doesn't really say anything, but fixes leaky windows. He can and like shit. change a light bulb, and um, he lives in her basement. And he comes and goes, and she's like, "I need you to check this because," meh. and he does it because that's how he pays his rent. And he's there. Kind of for for one red herring for yes at one for you know maybe the first quarter which is funny because everybody else in the book has red hair <laughs> uh, for about uh, the first person everyone kind of suspects might have done it yeah like, and just just to have that out there and and well later on like, I don't know, I don't remember the order of when these things happen but eventually she sneaks into his basement into his apartment. To, to look around. To look around. Look for she, evidence of uh, Jane being there. And she finds some. She finds some. She finds the earrings that Jane was wearing are on his night table, along leave, with like 11,000 condoms. Yeah. He just has, he has, he's like a fucking 
like a chain gun of condoms. It's got like a bandolier. It's just it's just like a it's like a be, a mattress on the floor, a bunch of shirts on the ground, and four billion condoms. I believe it's a gashling gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they called. Yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, and uh, but if he, of course, you know, because it's convenient for the plot, he walks in for the seven minutes she happens to be in his apartment. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Landlady, you uh, don't come into my space. I, I come into your Sorry. space. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know, and he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, I'm scared. It's like he's very aggressive, and then he comes back later, and he's like, "Listen, I did some time, so I'm very particular with my space and dropping the soap. So I really was unnerved when you came in. So let's just go bang right now, and that's basically what happens. And then no, you I think they bang before that. They bang before that. It's before that. I think they bang after she no, goes in the place. Before. I think it's after because he comes no, up before. to apologize for yelling at her and um, she pours him some yeah. wine oh. and then they watch like fucking Gaslight. They and, bang and, they and bang. then he moves out and he is a worthless character. He doesn't, no, move, I, he doesn't move out until later. But he, no, but it's not that much later. I thought it was when he came by to return her knife or re- just return a toolbox or because something. Because they no, hinted he he, the box cutter throughout the entire thing like Chekhov's yeah. gun and then no one ever uses it. He, he borrowed the box cutter for something but if she finds it back in her house as if he returned it when she wasn't there. Because uh, he does come into her house randomly to like do stuff, and she doesn't care because she's uh, pilled out. Yeah, but no, uh, she definitely goes into his apartment and then fucks him later. Yeah, I'm almost certain. He but he is still uh, 100% a useless character. And then, but then he's like, oh, did he do it? Yeah. Maybe he killed her across the street. Wait, we haven't talked about recurring dreams yet. Oh, shit. We, yeah. because well, we, we, did, we, we dropped it. We didn't well, say. We didn't explain yet how The she dream knows. she keeps having is that she's talking to her husband and her, and her daughter, but they're dead. That's right. the part we didn't explain. So yet. she keeps well, accusing the, the, cops, the cops confront her about it. Of, yeah, she accuses the neighbor again. The neighbor reports her to the police, and the doc, the doc, detective Little is super kind. He's like, "Listen, just call me anytime. I want to help like, you." Clearly, something's wrong with this lady. And he's like, "You're creating a lot of paperwork for me. I don't want to. I'm this close to retirement." Like he just, he's very, very kind to her and polite and understanding. His partner. He's a trashy bitch who is just constantly <laughs> like, listen, lady, you're crazy and you're garbage. And Stab her in the neck and yeah, make her shut the fuck she's up. She's fucking awful. Like you could see as the female cop is yelling at her, she's getting a neck tattoo. Like she's just <laughs> straight garbage woman, you know, from the hood. Like I became a cop to better my neighborhood and fuck up some people I don't like. Like she's awful. Yeah. And the other guy is a saint. He's he's Detective he just, Atticus he Finch. Just cares, he's just cares so, so nice to her, and and then they tell her like eventually Yo. the partner is like your husband and daughter are dead, and then everyone's like We're, like record scratch. <laughs> uh, like, what? Holy and shit! Everyone's surprised except us and except Nate. for the readers. And Nate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't say I was certain, but I was like I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I wasn't like. Oh I would have been. God. I would have been legitimately surprised if they weren't dead. Yeah, because at that point you never like they, see. They them. hint at it too much, and she's very quick to be like, "No, we're separated. We're separated." She lives with her father somewhere else. Yeah, and the it, netherworld with <laughs> Hades, <laughs> voiced by James Woods. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we find out they're dead, and somehow this has the amazing psychological ability to snap her out of her craziness. Because she knows they're dead. 
But she's been in denial, and the agoraphobia yeah. is not a product of that. You know, she knows it, it but like, she's been like, specifically like, not thinking about it. She's been denying it. She's erected this other def- you know, defense yeah. to not have to deal with it, to believe they're somewhere else, to believe that they're well. Erected. Erections. Yes, I know. <laughs> Uh, I never can use that word with you guys again. I understand that. <laughs> but she she understands she she pr- pretends they're alive, and this is a pretty classical fucking psychological thing. If I, my understanding of law and order is normal, <laughs> that's yeah. what happens. You're, you feel away until a cop yells at you that they're dead, and you're like, "I've been wrong this whole time." But people but people live in denial. I mean, people live in denial of very of, of all yeah, sorts of in stuff. Cairo, so right? Also, Alexandria. Oh, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck you. I feel uh, nothing like her after all those pills and wine. I can't think of any other Egyptian anyway, so cities. <laughs> then it tells the story of how they died also, by the way. Oh, yeah. So which there's was kind of a long... Absurd. A long section. Like, first, she is having... So, she has Anna dreams. is having an affair with her, like, former business partner. partner. And then... Pra- her psych practice partner. Yeah. And then the husband finds out and they're, she's going to leave her. and then. But instead of doing that, they decide to go to a ski trip to Vermont. They were already Christmas. On, they, they were already going to do it anyway, but they weren't going to tell the daughter. But then they decide to tell her anyway, and the daughter's freaking out. So they're like, we need to go home. Let's just go home. So they start to drive back from Vermont. Well, they tell the daughter, and she's like, you fucking suck. And like, wow, you're eight. How did you learn that word? She says, go right, fuck yeah. yourself or something like that to them. Or fuck you. And then they're driving home. And the wife's driving, right? Yeah, wife's and driving. She's a shitty driver. Maybe even a gumball head. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she, the her phone uh, vibrates like it's a call or a text, and it's clearly from the side her piece. Dick donor. <laughs> wow. So this is going gum- to put his gumball and his head into her. <laughs> this is gumball head, and all three of us. Don't know why we picked this. But it's from Three Floyds. we're going to rationalize it now and yep. say she was dumb. She was dumb. And it also says it's not normal in the can or is not normal or something, right? It's not. The bar, uh, bottle, rather. It's not normal. That's what it says. I definitely didn't put that on there. I'm just, for the, I, I, I don't, don't know who did. I did either. I didn't. It's fine. You can figure out. You can probably see who did it. Maybe who it was gives, me and I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Shit. We're, we're having it now. now. This is a hoppy. It doesn't say. That's a or something, right? Isn't it? it doesn't say how strong it is. It's, or it's short. It's, it. it's it's like a five-ish percent beer. It's not super strong. It's a hoppy wheat ale. That's what it is. Okay. Now, Three Floyds is one of those breweries I've lusted for for years because they make Dark Lord, which is my number one beer I want to try right now, and has been for many years. It's a beer they only sell one day a year. It's like a fifteen percent alcohol imperial stout. You have to buy tickets to go to fucking oh, are they in Munster, Indiana? Uh, the one Munster, Indiana. I think it's Munster. Muncie? Or Muncie? Muncie? Muncie's from that shitty is it, movie. Munster's the cheese. Incontinence, Indiana? All right, I'm it? fucking something up. You know that. Um, well, first of all, it says, Red wheat and our proprietary blend of hops give this American wheat brew a lemony finish. Slight haze in the bottle is yeast added for bottle conditioning. It does have a lemony thing. Um, Munster, Indiana. Fuck you guys. Uh, it says on the bottle. I believed you. I just never Muncie, heard Indiana's from like the Hudsucker Proxy. You that movie? Yeah, uh, Coen Brothers movie with yeah, Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Dark Lords, the beer, like, oh, that's legendary, amazing. But you have to spend two hundred dollars for a ticket, and you get five bottles of it, and it's a whole day thing. And there's like, and you gotta go to fucking Indiana, and you gotta go, and there's like metal bands playing. It, it sounds like a kind of cool-ish, weird thing. 
So this is the first. It could never live up to the hype. I bought this in Kentucky. Uh, this was the first. Uh, this is not Dark Lord at all, but this is the first this, this Three Floyds beer I've ever seen. This is our first Three Floyds. For sure. And um, it's also highly revered. It has like a world-class rating on Beer Advocate. This one? Yeah. People love this beer. It's, it's all right. Uh, well, in fact, when I first ha- had the first bottle of it, I put a picture on the beer porn Reddit saying, here, I just had this. What am I missing? You know, I don't, and, and people are like, man, you're stupid. And like, it's great. You don't know what you're doing. It tastes like fucking beer. I don't know. It, 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 I think this is one of those. This is if been, you slapped another label on this, people would be like, it's average. I, I think, it's, yeah. It's just part of the mythos of three Floyds. That's a big part of it. I agree. Um, but they've been making it for a long time. So maybe 10 years ago. At least ago, one of them had to be pink. Probably. Yeah, at least one of them. <laughs> pink and stink Floyd. This beer I, think, I think it's two pinks and one stink. <laughs> nice soccer <laughs> anyway, nice so, joke there for you, Nate. Uh, okay. The beer is, it's fine. It's just, it's just fine. It's That's fine. all it is. It's not bad, but it, it, it's not something that um, I feel like my life will be different afterwards. No, me nor me. But here we are. I'm just actually guessing, uh, googling the uh, beer advocate, and this has a rating of outstanding. This is consider- it's 5.6 percent alcohol. This has had almost 6,100 ratings at this time, and it's got like a fucking A. Like people really, really dig this for some know. reason. It's 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 100 percent just the mythos of three Floyds. They do limited distribution. It's, only it's all it's all fucking branding and marketing. Yeah, this one's kind of a meh, but I still want to try Dark Lord. And it's if- good. I'm not going to say it's not good, but it's it's good, but it's not, it is 100% not that crazy. No, not at all. Too bad. Half of their, most of their bottle art and can art and something that looks like fucking Dungeons and Dragons artwork. It's like all dragons and fucking necromancers and shit. And it's all really it's heavy metal stuff. themed. They're, they're an interesting brewery. I've watched some videos online of interviews with the owners and shit and they're they're they're, they seem like cool weird dudes they're like i don't give a fuck we're making the beer we like so i I totally respect respect that that. it's a good beer i just i just it's good i had built this up in my head i set myself up for failure when you build something when something is is built up that much like you didn't do it yourself it was built up by the that vast amount of propaganda like it's never gonna live up to that i'm pretty sure i went into this not knowing what the fuck this was was I was like, this is fine. Yeah, it is fine. I would That's drink it. Yeah. But if you think this is like the be-all, end-all of fucking beer of any kind, you're lying to yourself. Well, if they, they, uh, they have a bunch of beers that are very, very high, highly revered. And I think it's because 10 because years ago, when way. you could conceivably have tried a lot of the beers out in the wild, they were doing cutting-edge yeah. stuff. But now there's no fucking way. Like, there was a thing in, I don't know, was it April? Like craft beer day or something like that. This person on fi- on Facebook live stream and they just said the name of every craft brewery in the United States, and it took like three and a half hours to say all the names. It was like seven thousand breweries. Yeah. The, the the whole industry is so saturated. So there's no way to keep track, and so there's lots of cool, exciting stuff happening. So like the cool, exciting stuff they did ten years ago, it's was cool then, is, but now is, it's this been is like the ninety clubs. minute from Dogfish Head, where it's yeah, like holy much. shit. This changed my life, and now it's like, yeah, it's a fucking whatever. Yeah, that's exactly what that's. Except it's hard to get. Well, where we live, if you live in, uh, you know, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, yeah, it's probably a lot easier. Whatevs, tell us what we're missing. 
Back to the shitty book. All right. So uh, there, it's like Christmas Day or something like that, driving back home from Vermont, and the daughter's in the back, like, really mad, and the husband is like, oh, that's the guy. You know what? I want to talk to him. I want to give him a piece Tell of my mind. Tell me what his dick tastes like. And that, <laughs> well, he doesn't say that. But I'll uh, find out otherwise. By sucking it? Yeah. <laughs> taste that's it myself. you got to establish dominance. <laughs> Let me taste that dick. Oh, it tastes like dick. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was right. And Anna, she kind of freaks out. I was like, no, don't do that. Give me that. And drives them right off of a cliff. Because it's a snowstorm. It's a, they're driving uh, you know, on the side of a mountain in a snowstorm. And they drive right off the cliff and plunge like 100 feet yeah. into a ravine. About a billion feet. It was a lot. So they crash into the ravine. They come to... Her husband's a bloody mess. The kid's not really moving. And she somehow survived. She was only on the buckle up or something. And she, her first was like, all right, let's drag them all out of the car into the snow. Yeah. That didn't work. Let's put them back in the car. Oh, my and cell then, phone's well, dead. No, oh, drags them out of the car and like tries like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? T- tries to like help them. Tries screaming. There's nobody around. And then like there's a snowstorm. So she puts them back in the car. And then literally weathers the snowstorm in the car. Finally, a two days later, day and a half, two it's days like later. They're, they're in the snow for, I think it was 33 hours. Yeah, it was something absurd. Like a very long time. Somebody, somebody finally notices the like only the broken guardrail. and was busy. Brings them to the hospital. And, they're, and Anna's okay. The husband was already dead. Uh, already dead. But the daughter also dies there at the hospital. So they're both dead. Yeah. Which I tell you, I, I, you know, as a person with a kid, reading that part of the book was heartbreaking for me. Even though I knew they were already dead, and I was like, oh my God, to find out that your kid's dead, that must be devastating. That must, I mean, I don't even know what you could do to that. As a person without a kid, yeah. uh, I, I it was didn't give a shit. Because <laughs> I knew they were dead for the first 75, 85% of the book. Like, okay, yeah, finally they're dead. Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> you suck, man. <laughs> I, was, I, oh, I was really upset. So, when I read this yes, book, I read it in one sitting. The idea of a child dying is sad, but like at this point, I was like, "Yeah, okay." I, I, if, uh, you know, yeah. if, if the rest of the book had been better, I would have been like felt worse. But like, I didn't care if this lady dies. I, I think what, she's not real. I, first of all, first of all, she's not real. I think what helped in my position was that I read this in one sitting, which is a night I could not sleep. I was on vacation with my wife, my family, and my in-laws and stuff, and we're I'm sitting in the bed. My wife is asleep, fucking hot boxing me in the room. And my kid's asleep right there, and I'm, and I'm like, I can't fall asleep. I don't know why I couldn't sleep. I read this entire book in the one night. I did not sleep that night. And I was like, I, I'll just read this till I get tired. And I was like, you know what? This isn't bad. I'll keep going. And then I'm like, oh, my God, the kid died. I'm like, and there's like, my wife and kid are right there. It just like really upset me. And then five pages later, I was like, oh, yeah, this book sucks. <laughs> so I think I got over it. <laughs> I'm glad they're dead. I hope quickly. more of them die. I got over it quickly, but for a split second, I was troubled. I was like, oh, no, that's really, that's I mean, horrific. It's, uh, objectively, it's sad. I understand why she went dies. crazy. I understand. But, it, yeah, I mean, objectively, it's sad. But, like, in the scheme of this book, I did not give a shit. <laughs> All right, well, she finds out that she, but then she's magically cured of crazy. Because well, the no. only cure for she's crazy is the truth. Yeah, she's not cured. She's just confronted. She's less in denial. No, she she stops drinking with her meds. She starts fucking well, doing. I mean, the, stop this, being a this slob. whole book. This whole book is like hundred and fifty chapters that are four pages long each. 
Which is a very standard like thriller kind the, of thing. Uh, yeah. the, the first few, uh, the first bunch are like spread out more, but then the last, you know, yeah, 50 very... chapters are like real time, four minutes, not real time, our time, but real time in the book, 10 minutes each. So yeah. they all take place over the course of one evening. It's true. It does, it does, it does get So she's like maybe shocked into reality for a minute. She's not cured. She's just like, everything goes down that day, as far as I know. No, right? no, there's like a week where she's it on a, her it own. I mean, it's not a week, but several days. She's on her own. The tenant guy, he leaves. He moves out. He leaves with a note. And he's like, things got weird. Peace. And then uh, she finds tired of pegging. Ethan, who comes by every so often and is always so like lonely and potentially gay at one point. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, she's like, hey. Potentially gay. Yeah. Like he's, He's so help vulnerable. Him, help him come out. Because he's such a good boy. He comes by, and at one point, she goes, here's the key to my basement apartment. If you ever need a place, just, you know, hang out. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. And just, you know, do gay stuff. And then the dad <laughs> the comes friends. by. The dad is shit-faced drunk. He breaks into her house. Yeah. And don't you ever give my son a key to your house. He's not going to be gay with you. And then he... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's like, I'll choke you to death. And she's like, oh, now I know how he fucking killed that woman. Oh, my God, it confirms everything I always knew. Because he's a drunk, abusive prick. Um, but there's a couple days happen there. And all this Yeah, there's a couple, that, couple things As like the that. reader, okay. though, like, so at, the point a, where the, at the point where there's the big reveal that her family's dead, it's only like... 60% through the book or something like that, 70%? Yeah. That you're, what the fuck is the rest of the book? Because at that point now, you know, she's got to oh, have an it's emotional. It's still true. She's got to have. Because it's a fucking thriller. It has to be a, 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 um, a twist to undo that twist. She has to have That's an emotional what heart to heart with her yoga teacher. Oh, yeah. What was her name? Who uh, the fuck Django? Yeah, I don't remember what it, it was. Yeah, it was, not, it was not Django. It wasn't that far from Django. It wasn't, it wasn't, I know it wasn't Django. It was Jenga the game. Jenga. It was not. Well, Jenga's the feminine form of Jenga. <laughs> uh, okay, here, I'm going to find her stupid name. Uh, it's uh, not yoga. It's also like massage. Like, or like yeah. Physical it's, therapy. It's physical because the whole book she's going through physical therapy for like, my spine is all messed up and I need help with it. It's like, oh, I wonder what happened. Car crash? Probably. Oh, yeah. They never really explain why she's doing that. And you're just kind of like, I guess that's what you do when you're crazy. Well, it's like, it's, it's part of the thing that adds up is like, my husband and kid are disappeared and i have a horrific spine injury i wonder what happened it's like probably was a hot air balloon accident you know you never know bina that's her name bina i think so i mean i believe you that's stupid that's close to jenga yeah <laughs> or Django. it's close to yeah that. bina visits me once visits once a week to help me hate life as i like to say and to provide updates on her sexual adventures which are better exciting as my own yeah it's it's totally it's yeah bina Bina. Hey, I got the bean. I got beaned again. Like, please stop calling it that. <laughs> Short for, or maybe it's Bina. You know, rhymes with vagina. I think Bina is sadly better. Given the choice between the two, I would go with Bina. Here, here are my children, Jonathan Hi, and I'm, Bina. I'm Bina. Do you remember the 40 year old like version? Like, Gina. Actually, it's Gina. When he, the clearly lesbian yeah. biker girl. Oh, got soft features. I'm looking to make a transition. It's just Gina. Actually, it's Gina. <laughs> That's a great scene. <laughs> Woo. So they have Topical. a whole conversation and blah, 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 blah. And then this, uh, the son comes over to her house again. And she says, please, you can tell me. Your father, he killed her, didn't he? And, oh, yeah. and she and, and the son is like, okay, yes. Yes, I'll tell you. I'll tell you everything. And, you know, makes a story and says, oh, 
but don't, but don't call the police right now. Let me, let me confront my parents. Let me do he, some he, journaling he, he first. Tell, he tells her that the woman that was killed was his birth mother. Yes. And the woman that is his mother now is his, uh, his, his father's wife. I don't know. Are they both adopted? I, I think. I didn't get the vibe. I, I could not he tell. Claim, he's adopted. He claims. I think. Is he adopted or he's is it his adopted. father's He's 100% kid. adopted. He's 100%, 100% adopted. I think. Yeah. So the woman that was killed was his mother who was a drug addict. When he was born. Yeah. Yeah. And now she's kind of cleaned up her act and she wants to be involved. But the father, according to the, the, the reveal of the kid at this point, the father said she had to leave and she didn't want to leave. So he killed Which, her. You know, it sounds. Because that's what you do. It sounds like uh, she was pretty terrible. Well, she was pretty terrible to have been a drug addict who got knocked up and didn't take care of her kid. However, at this point, she's like, oh, I've cleaned up my shit and I want to be in touch with my son. And as you know, any person who is wealthy enough to afford a multi-million dollar townhouse does, you don't get a restraining order. You don't involve the law. You just murder them and say, fuck it. Meh. Try and catch me, Johnny Law. And then you dump their body in a shallow grave. Yeah. yeah. Is what the son says. Just to save the son, you know. They're the like, son. oh, we just wanted the son. We love him so much. We she was just, just going to blow her... you from meth. <laughs> so the son tells her that that they murdered her and then dumped the woman's body. Upstate or something. Yeah, yeah. Something weird like that. Somewhere where no one would go. <laughs> Out of the Upstate. city. Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and she's like, don't call the police yet. Let me just confront them first and it's like okay i'm so worried that makes sense yeah that, i will definitely do that let me yell at my dad let me just yeah. go watch one more alfred hitchcock movie just to be safe we need to stretch this out for any more pages i don't know what this has to do anything we're drinking then she has a beer well she's hyper focused on trying to solve the crime and she thinks she's figured it out she's like ah just what i always said if you get shit-faced enough, you figure things out. That's, that's a rule. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's how we get through most of our books. E equals MC Hammered. So this is um, hyper-focused. I believe it's from Grimm. Amarillo. It's an Amarillo. I don't know what that it's means. type of hop. 8% alcohol. And that is pretty much all it says. It doesn't have a Probably type. a single hop IPA. Yeah. I don't know. And it fits the name, hyper-focused. It's a single that, Amarillo. It does make sense. It's fine. Nothing great. Yeah. Grimm usually makes really sour things from whatever we've ended up having in the past. I don't remember, but I they're, vaguely they're like remember that. Crazy, tart, sour, old sock filled these, with these smell. Have a, these have a pretty bitter aftertaste, this one. Yeah. Yeah, a little more. It's not, yeah. it's not bad. If, if that is what the other ones are, then this is pretty cool. It's okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing remarkable, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, she's hyper-focused on solving the crime that she... As much as she liked to believe she was a very good um, therapist. Oh, by the way, you totally skipped out when she was on the, uh, the shitty aim for shut-ins. She had befriended the old lady from Montana or something. <laughs> My sons are here and they want to take me outside. Yeah. And she's like, let me tell you my whole life story and, and in text message. And then... And they do that stupid thing where old people pretend that they can write in, like, leet speak. <laughs> and it's like, honey, just write in regular words. Laugh out loud. She, she wrote laughing out loud all the time. Yeah. And she's like, oh, how cute. This old lady. You they just got electricity bitch. here. Of course we find out that's not the case. So uh, she, uh, Anna has befriended this person, and they, they play chess and whatever she does. I don't know. But that's then what, that's what that's what they do. Then all of a sudden, it's 
raining and it's a storm and there's lightning and shit. There's always got to be rain. Well, it feels like... You can't like, have a good showdown unless it's raining. It feels like the end of an Alfred Hitchcock movie is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it totally shifts into that. Yeah. And all of a sudden... The Turns out... Ethan's it, in the house, It right? was Ethan. Ethan was the murderer the first time and he's been manipul- manipulating... Oh, uh, yeah. We skipped the whole... He was a psychopath all along. We skipped the part where he had a picture of her on her phone or something like that. There was a picture of her sleeping, emailed to her from an email that was like, guess who at gmail.com. But it was from her own phone. Oh, yeah. This was dumb. So the cops believe that she had done it herself. Yeah, because you could somehow do that. But it said. Oh, well, it was sent from Google. Okay, well, oh, yeah. we can't find out where it's from they then because you, they won't tell us any IP addresses. Meanwhile... The word, the, the sentence they used was, you can't trace a Gmail account. Yeah. Like, yeah, you fucking yeah, can. First of all, yes, you can. <laughs> Second, have you ever been on your Gmail account on a web browser? You scroll down to the bottom and it says, your location from blah, 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 tells you your IP address, tells you your location. It's logged every fucking time. It's tracing you constantly. Constantly. That's what Google does. Lee. Anyway, it's worse than Facebook. Anyway, so uh, in terms of tracking you. So uh, anyway, that was like a really stupid plot device. Why nobody was like, of course Google would do that. Don't you dumb? You got to find a different thing. I don't want to have to go talk to a judge. Yeah. You're crazy, lady. Can't can't find that out. So anyway, turns out it was this kid this whole time. And then they have this like big fight scene. They run up to the roof because she's trying to escape. And they're like literally out have a fight in the rain. And she pushes him through the skylight. But first, right? like he's a, like hits her or something, and she's like, "I'm gonna hide here. He can't see me." And and the daughter and one, since that cop has said, "Hey, your kids, a, your kids dead, bitch." She has been ignoring them, even though they keep trying to speak to her. The the visions of the the dead husband and wife, uh, daughter rather, and they come back. They're there, and then the daughter's like, "You know, you have to go to the roof." Like they're giving her advice. Like mm. like they are thinking clearly for her. Even though she's a there's extensions of her psyche. yeah I mean, well, that's, well that's that is what they are but they but you know they're 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 very very productive extensions of their psyche they're not saying eat more ho hos and they much like the problems with the author which we'll get to later on. oh yes <laughs> and so they yeah, go to the roof go here gotta do this uh, and and yeah and 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 they she goes to the roof but throughout the whole process. He has to reveal an excruciating detail. He does the, the end, he does the supervillain speech. Yes, he does. It's like a, it's like the end of a James Bond movie or something, or or an Alfred Hitchcock thing, like ah, uh, or Scooby Doo. I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you, screwy, you know, meddling yeah. kids. He tells every detail, like oh, and I was that lady. You were text messaging, you know, instant messaging, and you were so dumb. Oh my God, you think you're a psychologist? You're the worst. And she should have been like, yeah, I'm really not good. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. And you're fucking, I can't believe you killed your fucking husband and kid. Oh my God, you're trash. You're awful. And you gave me a key. You're fucking weird, lady. I have to kill you. Because that's what I do. Because I'm a psychopath. I'm damaged and I'm mad at the world. So I kill old ladies and my mom once. And (laughs) it turns out that his mom, he killed the mom and the dad covered it up. And he tells all of this, like every fucking detail. And then, of course, she tricks him to fall through the skylight down because she's in a you know a four story townhouse. The skylight probably you know is I imagine at least a few floors of. I imagine it was over like a spiral staircase kind of thing, you know, like one of those staircase things. Long enough to kill him, he can go all the way down and he dies dramatically. And 
calls the police. Was and the end of uh, Vertigo or some shit? I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, know. Uh, running up the top of the tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like well, there's a lot of Hitchcockian snuff in this whole film. And then she calls the police and tells them. And then the father of Ethan, Alistair, buckles like a shitty belt. He's just like, oh, yep, it's all true. I did it all. Killed her. Yep, yeah, so he was his buried shallow grave. And, and, uh, and then she's totally vindicated. Yep, and, and the she end. she can go outside sometimes. Yeah, now she can go all the way to check the mail. Yeah. Wow. And yell at the poor people on the block again. So kind of her. It, 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 it felt like... You know, the thing, the thing I... The one thing I wish I knew more of reading the book, I wish I had actually seen more of those classic films that they reference. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like they'd be... Uh, I hope that they were more foreshadowing kind of things. Like Gaslight is when they mention a bunch of times, and Gaslighting is when you try to convince... Someone something uh, happened. Specific, typically, it's a man convincing a woman that she's crazy or that yeah. she's mis- she's she's doesn't understand something the way it really happened but but he's lying to her to manipulate her right that's how i understand it too yeah, yeah it's basically telling someone something happened when they clearly something else didn't something else happened but you're just convincing them that what are you talking about this is not what happened and you just do it so long over time that they begin to think that they've lost their mind and they cannot remember what actually is yeah. going on so that's what alistair is doing the whole time he's like no you didn't see anything you didn't see it. That woman doesn't exist. She figures like he, she's some drunk, pilled out motherfucker across the street. Yeah. She doesn't know what the fuck is going she's on anyway. She's snapped. She can't leave the house. She's crazy. So they just... Objectively, he's not wrong. True. <laughs> but he takes advantage to, you know, excuse his murderous son. Yeah. And the, um, you know, so there's like the gaslight element and then the rear window thing we mentioned already. Like the person, was that James Stewart? Jimmy Stewart? Who's Jimmy Stewart, yeah. He's in the... Um, Oh He's no! Like, well, uh, oh boy! Oh gosh! It really is a bother. Oh, <laughs> something bad's gonna happen! Oh, oh Jesus! What an unpleasant sensation! Like he just sits in a wheelchair I'm or something. Wavering. <laughs> He's what the fuck is that? Uh, I'll that, talk forever. What's that dog? Huckleberry Hound. He's basically Huckleberry Hound, the person. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that. <laughs> so. Uh, if he's like in a wheelchair or something like that, and he's peeking out the window and he sees a murder, is that what that? Yeah, he's like about? confined to a chair. And they, they've made another version of it with um, like Johnny Depp, and uh, they made a thousand versions of that fucking movie, where you see you see a murder from a window where you can't get out, and you're trying to convince people that it happened, and it it didn't it happened, but no one believes you, and right because there's, there's a conspiracy of some sorts and all that shit. But so I and so those two are movies are mentioned. The other movies I didn't rec- I never saw. I, no, I, I don't remember I them off either. the top of my head. So I don't know if they relate in some way. I hope they do. I hope the author wasn't just throwing fucking shit out there. I hope in some way they are related, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they related in some way, but I, I didn't know them either. Well, that might be the one good thing that comes out of this god-awful shitty mess, that I go and watch some of those movies. They are considered classics. You know, like they are good. The ones I've seen... Did you see... I haven't seen almost any Hitchcock movies, but I, I've heard about what a legendary piece of shit Albert Hitchcock was. Oh, he's like a dick really? to everybody? Oh, he is a, he's a nightmare of a person. Like a... He had no abusive, belly button. Abusive... <laughs> oh, he, he has a big dude. He must have had a belly button. He had no belly button. He was uh, the king Look of... Look it up. He was the king of pranks, but they were like really mean pranks. Like he... Hi, um, I fucked your mom. Ha ha. <laughs> he would do crazy shit like... Because he had so much money, he would have all his friends... Uh, he, you know, he would find their friends at his friend's address and he would send them furniture that was too big to get through their doors. <laughs> 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 and 
And another thing he did, he would uh, he <laughs> he he bet a camera guy on one of his movies that he couldn't spend the night chained to uh, one of the posts in the thing. He's like, all right, I can do it. And he's like, all right, here you go. And he left him a bottle of like brandy or some shit, but he had laced it with laxatives. So he <laughs> the next morning they came in, the guy would just just he had shit everywhere, but he couldn't get away from it. And he like spent the whole night shitting uncontrollably and like to the to the harm of himself, not just like a little bit of poops, just like Blood. not good for him, let alone shit. And he was uh sexually abusive to most of his female stars. As I'm the lady sure in the, the lady in the birds, you know, the birds where the birds are attacking her at the end. Yeah. Uh, they told her, we're just going to throw fake birds at you for a few minutes. They spent a week throwing actual birds at her face. <laughs> and like she had to go to the doctor and she was constantly like, bleeding and cut up because they were throwing birds at her for hours every day for a week. Just to get a few minutes. It's like, we just need another angle. It's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, we need another angle, motherfucker. And he tortured people. But he for was, his art. Yes, <laughs> for his art. But he was a psycho. Like, he's not the worst person that ever lived, but he did some crazy shit. Jeez. Yeah, he was a monster of a human being. Awesome. Well, now I'm definitely going to yeah. watch them. <laughs> Speaking of monsters of human beings, we have yet to talk about the best part of this book, who is the author. Oof. He is... So A.J. Fenn's not the author. So if you read the biography at the end of the book, it never uses a, a gender pronoun. It just says, A.J. Finn is a writer who blah, 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 blah. Before doing this, Finn lived here. Finn did this. It never says he or she. And I just got the... I just kind of assumed it was a woman. They were capitalizing on the fact that Jillian Flynn and whoever wrote uh, Girl on a Train... Sophie B. Hawkins. I can't remember her yeah, name. Something. It's something Hawkins. Sophie they, B. Hawkins is the singer. Yeah, yeah. But it's something Hawkins. These books had all come out. Like These female written thrillers had all yeah. come out around this time. And they said, oh, well... We'll just make a gender-neutral name, and they'll capitalize off that. Yeah, well, the, the, using the initials to hide the fact that it's a female. Yeah, because that that was thing. a thing from back in the old days. But yeah, now it's go, now Rowling. it's working the opposite way, where he was trying to pretend he was a woman. Yeah, Paula Hawkins. Paula, Hawkins. sure. Sophie B. Hawkins is a pretty good guess, though. Sophie B. Hawkins. What was that? that the dance? S- Sophie Hawkins dance? That's a uh, Sadie Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins. Sophie B. Hawkins was in the '90s. She would, had that song. Uh, um, Damn, I wish I was your lover. And um, oh, I remember that song. It's and, a good song. And um, fuck, it's another one from like Dawson's Creek. Uh, oh, I can't believe you know two songs from Dawson's Creek. Oh, besides, no. I don't want to wait for my life to be over. That's it. That's it. I saw that live. Paula Cole. I, I saw Paula Cole live once. All right. Oh, what the hell is the other Sophie Hawkins song? Oh, as I lay me down to sleep. That song. As I, I lay me down to sleep, as I pray, you would find me. Dream. It's fucking. Jam until you notice how much she lisps throughout the song, and then you're like, "No, like not the guy, cool. like the guy from uh, Third Eye Blind." Does he? Oh yeah, well he's like popped up on meth. It's not his fault. He wrote one song about meth, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I like you write one song. About I remember meth. Write one song about meth. <laughs> I remember uh, I did Semi Charm Life at karaoke once, and I don't know all the words that from from heart. So I was like, I'll just figure it out as it goes along. And then I was like, "Holy shit, what am I saying?" Yeah, this song is just about just straight doing meth. I like the, the lyric. If it's not clear to, in the beginning, the lyric. Doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break. Oh, is a line in the very, song. Very explicit. Oh, that's what that says? Yeah. Doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break. Yeah, no. They're uh, not, it's not like a uh, metaphor. It's very straightforward. I never knew. I bumped, like, I bumped again. <laughs> it's like, that's oh, fucking, I never knew what the words oh, were. No, it's it's 100% just like, this song's about meth, everybody. Oh, yeah. right. But speaking of meth. Wholesome. This guy who pretended to be a lady, his name is Dan Mallory. 
And since this book came out, he's done a bunch of interviews because this book blew the fuck up. Yeah, it was a big hit. It was a big hit. And then he started doing book tours and doing interviews and all that shit. And he started letting people in on his, um, his very, very sad life. His mother died. His mother died of cancer. of cancer, and he had gone through electroconvulsive therapy because he was depressed. Brother committed suicide. Brother committed suicide, all this shit. And then people started looking more into him, like journalistic things like, I wonder what's, what, what, who is this guy? Where the fuck did he come from? And they basically found out that he uh, everything he said is a lot. He, he said he had two PhDs. Did he really say oh, two yeah, PhDs? Oh, yeah, two PhDs. Everything, and this is what he wrote? Man, PhDs are not worth much, I guess. He, well, he does not actually have any PhDs. But they basically found out Pretty that everything dick. he's ever said has been just 100% lies. Yeah, his mother's very well alive. Both his of his parents are dead. alive. Yeah, and they're rich. And they live, you know, they, they had part, the videos of him like having his birthday parties at yacht clubs with his parents who are both there after he said that he died. Yeah, he's a bullshit artist. And he, you know, he told everyone, he told everyone, this is one of my favorite ones. When he, uh, well, uh, to get to this point, we have to go, we'll go through the rest of his life. But he went to college, and then he did all this shit, and then he went to Oxford for graduate school, where he'd already told everyone he had um, two PhDs. He must have gotten, he must have been pretty smart, because he gotten to Oxford to begin with. But he told everyone he had two PhDs, but, you know, they weren't real. I, I'm looking for the third, guys. And then, That's the charm. And then he came back to America and started uh, working as a, like a, basically an editor at William Morrow, I think it was. It was a publisher. He was working as an editor at a publishing house, like, reading books, claiming he was, he, he claimed he was the one who recommended JK Rowling's other book. Casual vacancy. N- not that one or something, something the else. Former and strike or whatever. It's Some, something else. And, and then they're like, Nope, that wasn't him. He had nothing to do with this. And he also claimed he made edits on the first final destination movie. The director said, I don't know who this guy is. He's never done. That's from like 20 years ago. Oh no, he's insane. He's a full blown pathological liar. Wow. And around the time he was 30, Allegedly. he told everyone, purposes. oh no, just objectively, he's a liar. Uh, allegedly. Around the time he was sued. 30, <laughs> he told everyone that he had terminal cancer, but he had 10 years to live. You know that sweet 10-year terminal cancer? That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Just enough hmm. to be dramatic. Like on his, he had spinal cancer. Told everyone he had two PhDs. I wrote Six all this, months of vertebra. I, I, looked up this, <laughs> I looked up this guy because I wanted to know who the fuck wrote this. And then I found this beautiful New Yorker article. Uh, told everyone he had two PhDs. Told everyone he was a runway model, but only for like lesser stuff, like stuff that you wouldn't know about. Uh, he told everyone he was friends with Ricky Martin. That when he got that back, might from, be true. When he got back from England, it's not like Ricky Martin's a list. Yeah, but anymore. It's, it's a deep cut. It's, it's, he was he was living the vida it's, loca. It's just it's just plausible <laughs> enough to be true. It's just plausible enough that you might go okay. He right. when he got back from England, he spoke with a fake British accent. For years. Oh, he pulled the Madonna. Affected, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, British no. Accent. A full British accent. No, affected, meaning he was faking it. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. like a, like a Frasier. But he like, <laughs> that's why in this, in this book, they talk uh-huh. about the postman delivering things and not the mailman. Huh. Because he that. fucking, he wrote, he wrote stuff that, he wrote like email with an E dot mail to all his. Is because that a British thing in England? Apparently know. it's a British thing. But um, he, he wrote that in a, uh, Emails he wrote to all of his coworkers from his brother about his cancer treatments that didn't happen. It's like, oh, he's got machinery hooked up to his spine to give him a spinal tap because of all the cancer. Thank you for the, writing this email. But it was clearly like he wrote it from his brother, oh who we God. said committed suicide earlier, but didn't actually commit suicide. But <laughs> also his alive. brother did not write these. He was like, they have pictures of him from these times. He's not, he's not, he's like, I didn't do these. 
Jesus. And uh, they went to go visit his parents, and uh, his parents were like, oh, no, he's a good dude. I just, you know, we don't like to talk about it. And they, his dad was like, we just don't want to, he, he, he's, he's, he's a good boy, and we just don't want to deal with it. And his mom was like, nope, not interested in talking. And just like walked in, didn't talk to anyone, because they know he's a full-blown pathological liar. Wow. And then he told everyone, oh, sorry, one, I have a bipolar disorder type 2, uh. which is not how bipolar disorder presents at all. Like, they, all the doctors said, if he has got bipolar disorder... It's not just disorder, the, it's not the lying disease. Yeah, they said, if he's got bipolar disorder, he is literally the only person on Earth who has used this to his advantage because it destroys everyone's life. He doesn't just embellish things to further his career. That's not what bipolar disorder type 2 is. Hmm. I and uh, is, I'll trust you. I mean, that's what they, that's what the psychologists did. Like that's, I mean, you, you know, the man, mania and depression, stuff like that. Like, yeah, they do go, they go crazy and they do stuff and they do crazy things and they make shit up. Yeah. They are full, full blown dishonest, but he's the only one that made shit up to make his job better. Yeah. Okay. I see. Which is, you know, you can't control it. That's not how it works. If you have full blown bipolar disorder, it's pretty hard to maintain a normal life, let alone rise to the top of a publishing house. I see. And uh, so, also, there were numerous questions about, uh, not outright plagiarism, but weird stuff about this book where it was uh, curiously similar. Like, the first one is, of course, a book that came out, but the funnier one for me is a 1995 Sigourney Weaver movie called Copycat. I've seen this movie. I have seen it, too. She is, she is like, she, in this movie, she is a psychologist who is called in to help find a serial killer. She is an agoraphobic. She's mixing booze with anti-anxiety meds. She plays online chess extensively. Her screen name is SheDoc, and she helps people on a forum to deal with their agoraphobia. I think she had also That's suffered a, some sort of traumatic event, She had too. suffered a tri- traumatic I event. I what it was, though. But and yeah. it was just like, oh, okay, sure. But the bigger one that people questioned about this was a book called Saving April, which came out a little before this, but they said that he had ironed out all the plot points before this book came out. So it's possible. But when you read the plot of Saving April, it's weird because they, uh, I, I copied this out from the article. It said, the protagonists of both novels are middle-aged women, Hannah in Saving April and Anna in The Woman in the Window, <laughs> wow. who suffer from intense anxiety and are afraid to leave their homes and begin spying on neighbors, in both cases on an unhappily married couple with an adopted teenage child who has a troubled past. In Saving April, the teenager is a girl whose birth mother is a neglectful alcoholic. In The Woman in the Window, the adopted teenager is a boy whose birth mother was a neglectful drug addict. Both novels' narrators have been traumatized and racked with guilt over car crashes that killed their husbands and young daughters when they were at the wheel, driving in bad weather, and fighting with their spouses over infidelity. In both stories, the heroines call the police to check on their neighbors after witnessing something unsettling, but the police discount their accounts because of the, they suck the women of heavy drinking and being unhinged. And the novels feature in a nearly identical final twist. In each story, the teenager that the narrator is trying to protect turns out to be a Nicholas psychopath who tortures animals, has killed one or more birth parents, and then tried to kill the protagonist who conf- after confessing to their crimes. So... Coincidence. Uh, Coincidence. Very similar. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah. And he has told everyone, like, oh, sorry, I just got bipolar disorder. I did notice that at the end, um, w- there's a scene we, we, and when he's like, um, what the fuck, Ethan? is like, ah, analyze me, you shitty shrink. And she's like, well, uh, you probably tortured animals. 
she does say that to him. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's too easy. And what is that? Is that like the McDonald triad or something like that? That's, that, that's like, it's the, like the three the things first, that psycho killers step uh, in like serial killers all have in com- or they like torture often. animals, bedwetting, and, and um, fire, pyromania stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. So it's like he did, he, he, I know that and I don't know fucking anything. And so he went to like Wikipedia. To yeah. get information. I mean, if, it, if it was just the torturing animal stuff, it'd be like, okay, whatever. That's, That's a standard. very stereotypical but like, thing. All the other stuff would be like, okay, well, Yeesh. dying in a car crash while arguing about your spouse or infidelity, killing your husband and child. I was like, maybe we should do that other book. We don't need to. We just did it. <laughs> but maybe we shouldn't. We just compare them. I read a thing about it, and it was like the reviews said, like, you don't need to read this book. Just read Saving April, which came out as the same thing. So can I put. That I read two books on Goodreads? Probably good. I, I don't know if it's any better, but it's I'll not do it. copy. I'll read it. Yeah, let's fucking read that. I'm sure no, you said I'll put it on Goodreads. Oh, you would. You, you put a fucking... You, you, you're a cheater. Uh, I'm not a cheater. Uh, not a cheater. <laughs> you ever see that... Uh, oh, God. Was that Spin City? I never mind. Uh, with Brian Posehn? Deep cut. It's super deep cut. Um, I so for, for me, uh, this guy's story was way more interesting than this book. That is, I want to read that New York article. Yeah. <laughs> it's an, I'll send it to you guys because it's fucking incredible. We might even leave a link in the description. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing because it just, it just goes to show... Basically, they, they, they had another part where they talked about um, when people were bidding on the, uh, not the... I guess not the manuscript. Whatever the fuck, you know, like we have this idea for a book, blah, blah, blah. Uh, publishing contract? Yeah, the contract. Basically, the yeah. contract to publish the it. treatment? Is that what it's called? So, is, that, is that a movie uh, term? Uh, treatment is a movie term, I think. They don't use it. I don't know what the... Yeah. That's whatever, the equivalent what, of a book, Whatever, whatever right? it is, about? like, he had this book idea, and they were Synopsis? bidding... People were bidding on, like, the, the rights to publish this book. And they were bidding on it, and once they found out who he was, they're like, who, AJ Finn, I don't know who that is, was like, oh, it's Dan Mallory. People, like, a lot of public announcers were like, no, we're out, man. Wow. Because they knew this guy was full of shit. And the people that published it was the company he worked for. It was published by the by the William Morrow, whatever the fuck. Essentially, he published it. His company yeah. published his book. Huh. So they must have figured, eh, we'll make enough money to... Yeah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if, if he's, if he's a shit show. Lawsuit. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, there was another funny story in the article where we're talking about um, two people on a conference call with him where he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, guys, I'm here. I'm, ba- I'm babysitting, I'm pet-sitting a friend's dog. And they were like, talking about the book or some other thing and throughout the whole thing he was like hey get down no no and there was no dog and then eventually he's like oh I gotta go the dog's going crazy and they hung up and it's like okay thanks bye and bye and they hang up and the guy's like so there was no dog right and the guy's like no definitely not because <laughs> everyone knows this guy is a liar he would uh, there's another thing he used uh, his, used to use his wife his um, boss's office at night and he left cups of piss everywhere they never proved it was him <laughs> <laughs> but once they got rid of him in this area, there were no more cups of piss. <laughs> He's working really it hard. It was a territorial thing. It just like burn the midnight oil. Yeah. You know, he, he is a full blown so, uh, psycho. Okay, yeah. So the I mean he the the um uh, bipolar type two might be a stretch. But to make that, to do sounds those like kind of things, though. it sounds like there's something not right. Something's not right, but it's not bipolar disorder. He used that as an excuse to just being a pathological liar. Well, bipolar is kind of in vogue a little bit in terms of uh, mental illness. Like people are aware of that. People are like, people oh, that's, oh so that's a bad one. Yeah. He's, 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 he's fetishized mental illness. As we as a people, we have done. Oh, yeah. 100%. But he is, he's used it to make his career. Because he's only written one fucking book. 
Yeah, I don't think he's got anything on the horizon. He has got a contract for a second book, and he's—he's. He's, uh, I think they said that he's looking at like an Agatha Christie-style detective story set in San Francisco. But who knows? So he's gonna he's gonna wait for someone else to write it first. Yeah. Well, he sound that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I, I had a lot more fun reading about him than I did reading this. I, I actually didn't hate the book. It was pretty good. It for what it was for the this Gone is, Girl this is style modern day, thriller. It modern was day fine. pulp fiction. You know what though? But sometimes you're in the mood for that. Sometimes that's yeah, what you want. But it, if if this story hadn't been done a thousand times before, it would have been better. Like the whole rear window thing has been done. Well, all of the details of Gone Girl and the other ones too have been done. It's just presenting it in a slightly different way with a slightly different set of details yeah. and a little twist them, of your own. That doesn't make them good either. Absolutely not. I'm not saying any of them are world-class literature or worth reading 10 years from now, perhaps. But if you're looking for an easy, breezy thing... Read Saving April. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was fine. I, I, well, as I read it, you know, I, I, I got to just, re- just read something until I go fall asleep, which usually for just about any book I'm reading, I'll fall asleep right away. I was like, you know what? Oh, this chapter's a minute more? I'll keep reading. And, and it hooked me in, and I just read the whole fucking thing, and all of a sudden it was like 4.30 a.m. I'm like, oh, fuck, I fucked up this night. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be terrible. I, I didn't hate it. I, I actually enjoyed it. And I know it's not great. I know it's shitty writing, and there's, there's just so many things that are bad about the book. It's, it was like the Twinkies, you know? Like, yeah, sometimes you're in the mood for that. And I, I thought, if you're in the mood for it, I thought this was better I than mean, average. I have, I have read books like this, and I, I, liked, like, I like Sharp Objects. I thought no, that it was, was trash. I thought Sharp Object was better. At least it was a little more unique than this. The ending ruined it. I mean, I mean the ending of this is The ending is bad of too. this is bullshit because it's like, yeah. oh, he was a secret psychopath, like I, the author. You know what? I think for that one, for the, uh, this, for, for, what the fuck was this shit called? Woman in the Window? The secret psychopath thing, that's been done in many times. There was, what was that Ed Norton movie in the 90s? Uh, where he's with Richard, was it Richard Gere? Uh, I can't remember. There's, there's plenty of movies or books and stories where there's like someone defending a person. Like, no, he didn't do it or she didn't do it. They're innocent. And then it turns out oh, the end. Yeah. Oh, now that I'm proven innocent, I fucking did it, bitch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or like the usual suspects where, you know, the Kaiser Soze thing. Like, oh, I just spin the whole bunch of lies out. And at the end, it's like, yeah, actually, it turns out I made all that shit up. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's, that's been done many other forms. I found, somehow I found that more acceptable than the... I just carved the word oven onto my kneecap, and it was my kid's <laughs> sister who wanted to make a dollhouse out of teeth. Ah, sharp objects. The end. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was not great, yeah, but I, I thought it was better than this. I mean, like, it was splitting this, hairs, this, frankly, this was, they're both yeah, garbage. Yeah, they're not. Neither is great. But this was, I thought this was dumber. I'd say, uh, out of all of them, because I, it, I'd read Gone Girl first. Gone Girl was the best of them. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, too. I haven't seen the, I read the book. Well, if you, if, there's nothing different. It's not bother. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, now. Um, just at least, less at least, there, at least there's the a little bit more like going on in those. That's not just rear window again. Yeah, that's fair. And the author isn't a plagiarizing fuck. I, I'm willing to put that aside, frankly, if it's a good book. But it wasn't. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's a, it's good reading for it, what it is. At, at first, I mean, for what it is, like a, a a thriller. I was I was like at the beginning, I was like, okay, I can be interested in this, but then. By the second half, and especially by the end, it was. I thought it was pretty stupid. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, mean, it was I, okay I was willing to like first. roll with it. Like I knew they were different in the beginning. But I was like, all right, whatever. But if it got better, it would be one thing. But it didn't. Didn't really get better. No, it had. It had uh, the first three it, quarters. It wasn't I was all. I was poorly pretty good written. No, it wasn't. Though no. he, they did have a thing in, where they made fun of his writing, where they just he says bolted, like every 
other. There were a couple that's of that's phrases repeated. There were some. There were certain ones like he said, "I fired up the laptop." It reminded me of Fifty Shades of Grey. He they bolted were, to the. She bolted to the thing, and then I bolted over to the thing, and I bolted standing up. And just, yeah, he's not the greatest writer in the world. I'm never going to pretend that. What's his second. first book? And he copied it. <laughs> Someone else's first book too. But, but he's <laughs> an editor. I don't know. You yeah. would think is he but, really though? The, the thing yeah, was, well, the thing was, knows? the thing was of this was that they said he's not like he he basically. Uh, he um, got into an English publisher who, where at that time when they were hiring, was more about like if you interview well and you are personable and they like you, they're more likely to hire you rather than your qualifications. Okay. Because he's like, he's like, it's more like, I like the cut of your jib, was the way they phrased it. It was the huh. more of like, than the way, than, he was not qualified to be. Then like, your resume. Yeah. He had, he had no resume. Well, you might have had, had some amazing things on that resume. Well, he had two made-up PhD, made PhDs. So That's a bit of overkill, isn't it? I don't know if he put them on his resume because they would be able to check that, but he told people at school that's what he did. I think plenty of people But then he started missing. He started resume. missing a lot of class because of all of his cancer treatments in which he lost no weight or hair. <laughs> Is he Greek? Because that could explain kind. the hair. <laughs> uh, they only lose hair on their head, not on their chest. Uh, and actually, and they, get, they get more on their yeah. chest and shoulders <laughs> and uh, lower back. Anyway. Head, head and shoulders is a Greek shampoo company. <laughs> <laughs> head, shoulders, knees, and toes is a Greek hair spotting game. <laughs> it's, it's a game for children. This is where your hair is going to grow, Stavros. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, and Nick, and Nick, and, and Nick. Gus. <laughs> and Nico. <laughs> okay. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you happen to have listened this long and you haven't yet been distracted by a person getting murdered in the window across the street, leave us a review wherever you are listening to us. And uh, we'd really prefer you round it up to five stars. But, you know, whatever you leave is fine, too. You can even copy someone else's review. Yeah, that's also fine. In fact, it could be better that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. There's some five-star reviews there for you. It works just as well. And uh, we'd really appreciate that and any message you send along. And also, check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. Uh, thanks for listening. 